Once again, if you're a child, you could be at VBS or not. It doesn't matter. Come on up here. Have a seat right in the floor right here. Perfect. Sit right down there for today for me, buddy, okay? You can sit right, perfect, right in the front. There you go. I like that. And Mr. Drew, if you could get my pulpit for me. Thank you, sir. All right. Come on up here. Just gather around here. All right. This is our biggest children's message ever in history. I love it. All right, I got some questions for you guys that I want to ask you this morning. This is, a special, this is a special sermon. It's just for you guys, just special for you. But your parents can listen if that's all right. Do you think it's okay if they listen to us? All right. All right, so I want to show you guys this, this thing right here. What are some things that we could do with this thing right here? We could turn it on, and it makes light. Okay. We could take the light bulb out, and then what would we do with that? Okay, you can smash it, make, make a loud noise. That that's actually <laughs> sounds fun, but you shouldn't do that without your parents' permission. What else could we do with this lamp? The bendy part, you could cut it off. Yeah, good. Let me just get a couple more. I'm gonna go right, Danielle. Use it as a what? As a Oh, a heat lamp. Oh, a pet. I see what you're saying. You put it over your cage like this, and to keep the animal warm. You could take the light bulb out. Oh, you, you could recycle it and make a new light. Yeah, that's very good. All right. Uh, Amelon, I'll go to you. All right. What do you think? How else could we use this thing? Just you could make something else with the parts. Did you have one more? And then I'm gonna, and then I gotta move on, and I'll get your ideas after church today. What do you think? Just wait. You can tell me after church, okay? Good job. You could turn the light off. Very good. Okay, so those are all great ideas, and I bet you guys have had your hands up. I bet you got a lot of other ideas, and I want to hear them as soon as church is over. But I gotta tell you the rest of the message, okay? So. But this was made, here, let me move these out of your way. This was made for a specific purpose, though, right? We could do a lot of things, like you guys said, but this was made to do something very specific, right? What was it made to do? To give us light, right? It has a purpose. Someone somewhere designed this, right? Out of their brain, they had an idea, they used all these different parts, and then they designed it, and then they produced it, and they did it for one purpose, and that was for this thing to give light. Now, you guys learned something interesting this year at VBS. Our motto is, we are what? Created, designed, empowered. You were created by God for a purpose. Did you know that? What do you think our purpose is? Like, why are we here? Okay, I'm going to call on Abijah because I had to skip him last time. What do you think? What's our purpose? To make the world a better place. To make the world a better place? That's a great reason. Okay. Yeah, buddy. Oliver? What do you think our purpose is? We'll get you next time. All right? Right here? To work for God. To work for God? Good. Landon? Okay, you know what? You mentioned electricity. I'm going to bring that up in just a second. All right, let me move on. So we all have a purpose. And all those things you said, those are great ideas. 
But do you know the one single, I have to get you at the end, do you know the one single, I didn't even ask the question yet, I already got hands up. This is a rhetorical question, which means I'm going to ask it and answer it myself. Okay. Do you know what the one single most important thing is for us to do on this planet? It's to, no, no, no. It's to love God and worship Him. That's right. All of you got that, right? Now, here's the problem. We need some help to do that, right? We need, what's the last part of our motto? Empowered. Now, how do I make this light work, right? Ooh, it's uh, so bright. It's, why isn't it working? Oh, does this have to, does this have to be plugged into something? What, what did Landon tell me earlier? It needs to be plugged. So this, this power cord's plugged into that wall over there, and that's where the electricity is. So you're saying for this to achieve its purpose, i got to do something with this, right? What do i got to do with it? In here? Like this? Like that? Oh, that way. Like this? What's going to happen when I do it? Like this? That is bright. Now, is, okay, sit down. Now, is this lamp fulfilling its purpose? Why is, what is its purpose? But to fulfill its purpose, what's it got to do? It's got to be plugged in. Now listen, for us to achieve our purpose, we got to be plugged in to Jesus, okay? For us to give glory to God and worship Him, we got to have a relationship with Jesus, that's what you guys heard Miss Alice talk about. Now, can you guys give me a few minutes? I'm going to tell your parents about it. How's that sound? All right? Now, listen, you're going to go back and sit with your parents, all right? And then at the very end of the service, you got one more song to do. So don't leave. You got to stay here. One more song. Okay. Word of the day today. Let's do creator. Creator. Okay? Creator. You guys did amazing. Go sit down. It's going to be a surprise. Let's just leave that guy right there, just like that. All right, church. I love having all those kids up there. Are y'all nervous when your kids come up about what they're going to say? <laughs> when they say goofy things, I usually will give them the microphone just to make sure everyone can hear it too. We're going to talk just for a few minutes now about our creative God. These are the things, these are the lessons the foundations that your kids heard this week. I just need a few minutes of your time. I'm going to tell you about this creative God who loves you enough to send Jesus Christ to die on a cross for your sins. We serve a creative God. He's an amazing God. In fact, his power is limitless. His power and creative design are on display in the world around us. From the smallest particle of DNA to the largest nebula in our galaxy, God's infinite creativity is on display in front of your eyes. Scripture also gives us evidence of God's amazing design. We see this demonstrated in the fulfilled prophecy that Jesus fulfilled when he walked on this earth through his life, death, and resurrection. Psalm 139 verse 13 even points out God's creativity in the way that he created you and me. It says, 
For it was you who created my inward parts. You who knit me together in my mother's womb. The way that God infused people with a creative spark is a tiny reflection of his own ability to create with purpose and imagination. It is clear that God gives gifts and talents to all his people. All of you in here today have unique gifts and talents. All of you can do unique things. Our ultimate purpose is found in using those things that God created you to have. Those unique skills and talents and abilities. Using them for the glory of God. But in order to use those things for God's glory, we've got to be plugged in to Jesus Christ. He's the one who empowers us to fulfill our mission, our purpose on this earth. This year at VBS, we considered what it means to be creative. In fact, at the end of this service, we're going to invite everybody back to our fellowship hall where you're going to see your kids' projects and you're going to see how creative they really are. This year, we're going to talk about our creative designer's workmanship. How we were all created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared ahead of time for us to do. That's from Ephesians 2.10, which your children memorized. You're going to learn about how God gifted us with music and arts and creativity. And about how we can use all of those avenues to give Him glory. And so number one, I want to talk about how we were created. God is the only one who can truly create. Did you know that? He's the only one who's able to make something out of nothing. When God created this world and everything in it, he started with nothing. And he made everything. He didn't just imagine our world. He, he created everything that exists. He engineered our existence. He put everything together. He's the only one with the power to do this. Think about Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, way at the beginning of the Bible. It says, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. Now that word, created, in Hebrew, very specifically means created from nothing. Let's look back at that text. In the beginning, God created from nothing the heavens and the earth. God created everything from nothing. And then in the book of Job, another book found in the Old Testament, we are reminded of God's created power. Listen, He established the earth. He fixed its dimensions. He supports its foundations. God enclosed the seas. He walked the depths of the oceans. He oversees our entire ecosystem, such as the rain and the wind, the snow and hail. He is the created or the creative creator of everything we experience in the whole universe. We also see the powerful magnitude of his creative power in Psalm 33, verses 6 through 9. Our psalmist writes, The heavens were made by the word of the Lord, 
That means he spoke them into existence. And all the stars, by the breath of his mouth, he gathers the water of the sea into a heap, and he puts the depths into storehouses. Let the whole earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him. For he spoke and it came into being. He commanded and it came into existence. It's reassuring to know that his creation serves his purpose. You know what? We find our true purpose in him. So God created you. Did you also know that God designed you? This is important for you to recognize this morning. I don't know what circumstances you came out of today. I don't know what's going on in your life. I don't know what kind of mistakes you've made. I don't know what is waiting for you when you walk out those doors. But what I can tell you this morning is that you were wonderfully created by God. And you were designed by Him for a purpose. In His creative design, He has a plan for you. And a purpose. A purpose and a plan in this world that lasts for generations. Psalm 33.11 says, The counsel of the Lord stands forever. The plans of His heart from generation to generation. Now, one of God's purposes is to make himself known. That's a gracious gift from him. He created us. He created this world and everything in it. He designed you and I for a purpose. And that purpose is to know him, to worship him, and to give him glory. And he's not left us here desperately searching and seeking for him. He's made himself known. Romans chapter 1, verse 12 says this. For his invisible attributes, that is, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen since the creation of the world, being understood through what he has made. As a result, people are without excuse. And so when you leave this place today, and maybe you go for a walk in one of our beautiful beaches and look out in that amazing, immense ocean, you're reminded that we have a God who loves us. A God who knows us and desires for us to know Him. A God who desires for you to walk with Him and to have a relationship with Him. Now His plan is revealed through the prophets in the Old Testament and then realized through His Son, Jesus Christ. God's design, His plan for mankind is that we would turn from our sin and that we would place our faith in Jesus as Lord and Savior. And that through that faith in Jesus, our sins would be forgiven and our relationship with God would be restored. And we would be released from the captivity of our sin and Satan to fulfill the purpose for which we were created. To experience the joy that comes from walking with God through a relationship with Jesus Christ. You see, Jesus is the center 
of God's creation. Jesus is the way for us to know and relate and walk with God. In John 14, 6, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. All of creation from the Old Testament through the New Testament and everything you see testifies to the glory of God through Jesus Christ. It beckons us to turn from our sin and to trust in Jesus as Lord and Savior to be reconciled to the one who made us. A creative illustration of God's plan through Christ is represented in Da Vinci's Last Supper, which you see up there on the screen. He designed this piece so that the focal point of the entire work is the face of Jesus. Every line in that drawing, every artifact that you see, directs your gaze right onto the forehead of Jesus. And this is no accident. For da Vinci intended for the viewer of this painting to see Jesus as the center of that event. And so as we view God's creation, God intends all things in His creation to draw our attention to Jesus. Why? We were created by God. We were designed by God for a glorious purpose. But we cannot achieve that purpose on our own. We need to be empowered by Christ. Just like that light will not be lit on its own, but must be plugged into the wall. We've got to be plugged into Jesus to realize our purpose for existing. It's humbling to think that though God is infinitely powerful and creative, He knows us very intimately. Did you know that no person is an accident? No person is a mistake. No matter what brought you into this world, God has a plan for you. No matter what you've done, God loves you. Psalm 33.15 says that we serve a God who forms the hearts of them all. He considers all their works. That's you and I. Psalm 139 verses 13 and 14 tell us about God's intimate activity in putting you together in your mother's womb. For it was you who created my inward parts. You who knit me together in my mother's womb. And I will praise you because you, in you, I have been remarkably and wondrously made you were created by God you were planned by God no matter how you come into this world and no matter what you've done in this world he desired for you to be here and he put you together and now he's got a glorious purpose for you he knows your name he knows your heart and check this out he loves you. It's only through Jesus that we can discover God's love and purpose for our lives. Finding our God-given purpose starts with surrendering our lives to Christ. 2 Timothy 1.9 says, He has saved us and called us 
with a holy calling. Not according to our works, according to His own purpose and grace, which is given to us in Christ Jesus before time began. I'm going to wrap everything up with this wonderful invitation. Maybe you've heard this before, but I'm going to pray that maybe today's the first time this is going to penetrate your heart if you're not yet a believer in Jesus Christ. This is the message your kids heard earlier this morning that I want to share with you. We were created, designed, and empowered by God. God created you. He designed you for a glorious purpose. The trouble with us, with you and me, because we were all in the same boat, is that God has His purpose for our life. He's got a design for us. He's got His perfect plan. But oftentimes we decide, I don't really want to do what you want me to do, God. I want to do what I want to do. Anybody ever done that before? The Bible calls that sin. Sin is our deviation or turning away from anything that God designed for us, which He communicates for us in His Word, the Bible. Now the problem with that sin is it separates us from God. So all of us are born and live our life with this desire to disobey God. And then over time, as we walk further and further away from Him and His plan for our life, we, we, we have this, this void in our heart and, and we're searching for purpose. Are you looking for purpose today? And collectively now, we live in this broken world. Are things broken in our world today? If you don't believe that's true, just... Pop up social media, turn on the news, whatever. You'll see the brokenness of this world. But God didn't design this world to be this way. He designed us to have joy and to fulfill a purpose and to know Him intimately. And so because of God's great love for us, He sent Jesus Christ, His Son. And Jesus came and He lived on this earth, just like you. Only unlike you and I, Jesus never sinned, not one time. Jesus perfectly fulfilled God's plan for his life. And then Jesus gave, gave his life as a sacrifice on the cross. While Jesus was hanging on that cross, he received God's wrath or the penalty for your sin and for my sin. And now, we have this wonderful opportunity. After Jesus died on that cross, he was buried in the ground. But he didn't stay dead. Amen? On the third day, he rose again. He conquered death and sin and was provided victory for all of us who would turn from our sin and place our faith in Jesus as Lord and Savior. And so your kids heard that message this morning. And now we're going to turn to you. And we're going to have a time of invitation. So our team's going to come up here on the platform. Oh, I forgot something up here I need to bring down with me. 